Hi, and welcome. Join me as we read some Entitled Parents. Entitled Mother and Daughter Try to Scam Hotel Restaurant. Story by Hyphen EXX. I'm the food and beverage manager at a hotel that's right next to one of the most beautiful mountains in my country. That said, the hotel is literally in the buttfuck middle of nowhere, a 20 kilometers drive from the nearest main road into town. When it comes to bookings for the restaurant, the bookings are made at reception and the information goes in our booking file which I check every day, I only get hands-on involved when the booking consists of 20 or more people. Any less than that is left to the restaurant supervisors as I've started giving them more responsibilities. Now on to the main story, our reservations manager called me one day, asking me to come to take a look at an event that was just booked at our hotel, 25 guests, a woman, our entitled daughter, wants to have a birthday celebration for her mother's 52nd birthday. I think easy peasy. I get in touch with her, send her my wine and drinks list, and she chooses what she wants and prepays for the drinks. Easy $7,000. A week goes by, and I get called by RM, the lady has upped her booking to 50 guests now. Immediately, I'm thinking oh shit. The space she reserved for her celebration can hold maybe 40 people max, and she is bringing a few children as well. I get in touch with her again and explain that we will have to move her to our main restaurant area as the West Wing won't accommodate all her guests. I advise her that she can gladly choose our private venue, which is downstairs, mainly for conferences, but will have to pay an additional $7,000 for venue hire. She opted for the restaurant. Side note, I mentioned the conference space as she wanted identical tables and chairs, our restaurant has a mix of styles, I absolutely hate it, but anyway. I let her know that will be fine and then I ask if she wants to keep her buffet option the same, to finalize what is due to catering for the additional people attending. She lets me know that she wants it the same as her original option, and I must just let her know what else is outstanding so that she can pay it. I'm thinking, great. Awesome client, will be a smooth evening as we are getting the finer details done two weeks prior. But, would I be posting here if that were the case? I chat with RM, and we reconcile all her pops and get the final amount due. I call the Ed back and let her know that about $8,000 is due. She is absolutely shocked and asks but why so much? This is how the conversation went, me, ma'am, you have only paid $5,000 so far, excluding your drinks. The total amount for the food is $13,250, ed, but I've already paid so much money, why am I being charged so much for the food? Me, you will be having 50 guests, and the buffet option you have chosen is $265 per person. This comes to $13,250. With you already having paid $5,000, this leaves $8,250 due. ED, no then something wasn't explained to me properly. When I spoke to RM, she said that for the buffet option that I chose, I only have to pay for 30 guests, and then I can add people if I want. I, trying to comprehend what this grown woman has just said to me, ma'am, the buffet option that you chose, can only be provided if your booking is 30 people minimum then every person you add on to that, is charged on top of that. ED, no op, this was not explained to me properly. I literally face palm myself. Our RM has been doing her job beautifully for the last 6 plus years, so at this point, I was highly doubting that she explained it in the way that Ed was saying. But I give her the benefit of the doubt, ruling it out to be simple miscommunication. We'll get it sorted, right? Insert Donald Trump wrong meme here. She finally accepts that she has to pay the remaining balance, but gives me the silent treatment after that. Over the next two weeks, I text her about certain details I just want to confirm, but she never responded. Then the event rolls around yesterday. Supervisor 1 and I set the restaurant up neatly, 
and move some other tables upstairs to our loft area so that our in-house guests can have a space for dinner without being bothered by the celebration in the main restaurant. The entitled daughter finally shows up at around 11am with her decorator to get the final touches done. She is very happy with the space, compliments our service, and keeps calling me sweetie, uck, and then we leave her and the decorating team to do their thing so that we can get the lunch and dinner setups done. I'm nearing an 8-hour shift by the time I can finally sit down and just eat, having worked 12 days in a row now with multiple double shifts, and suffice to say, I am a little cranky, I do my own scheduling, I am working a lot due to being understaffed in the restaurant so I am there a lot to help my staff. I took one, one bite of my food, and my office phone rings. I see that it's the front desk's extension. I answer. Receptionist 1, hi op. Ed wants to speak to you. Me, trying to not cry. Okay, I'll be there now. I put my pizza slice down, take a sip of my Red Bull, and trot off to the reception. I spot Ed standing at reception, looking absolutely defeated. I put on my best customer service smile and speak in a sickly sweet voice. Hi ma'am, is everything alright? Ed, no op, I am just being told now that I cannot bring my DJ. I stand there, dumbfounded. ED, why was I not told before that I cannot bring a DJ? I've already paid for him and I don't think I will get my money back as he is already on his way here. Me, ma'am, you never mentioned that you were bringing a DJ. ED, no op I did. When I did the walk around with RM, I mentioned that I was going to bring a DJ and she said that it was fine. I've wasted more money now. I give a quick glance toward the front office manager, a silent plea. ED, and now Falm is being so rude to me, making me feel like I am stupid telling me that it's a public area and obviously a DJ would be a problem. I just look at her, nodding. ED, what am I going to do now? I guide her away from reception, explaining that because this is a hotel, we cannot accommodate a DJ in the restaurant, as we have guests that would be disturbed by the music. We have to take our other guests into consideration. She sighs, puts her hand in front of her mouth, and just says is there any way we can get the DJ here? I tell her that the best I can do is create a playlist for her on our sound system in the restaurant. She accepts this, begrudgingly, and wanders off to her decorating team. I shoot a look to Falm again, and I just see her smirking. I love that woman's no-nonsense attitude. I disappear to my office again, my pizza cold by now, and just frown. I plop down on my chair, and shuffle pizza into my mouth trying to also get as much work done as possible before the start of the event at 4pm so that I can be present on the floor. 4pm rolls around, I am exhausted. Having worked 10 hours already, I just need to stay around for an hour to make sure everything is fine, then I can slip away. Psych. We set out 58 plates, 50 guests and 8 children, as was confirmed, and we let the party begin. They are loud. Oh. My. God. Supervisor 1, Supervisor 2, and I have to constantly ask for the music to be put softer, for them to not scream, that we have guests in the loft area but this falls on deaf ears. Supervisor 2 eventually said that if they continue to be too loud, we will have to ask them to leave. This finally kicks in. They tone it down. I make sure my staff are okay, that all areas are covered and have a quick chat with a few guests, and head off for the night. I have accommodation in the hotel as I was placed here on a temporary contract to fix the food and beverage department, to then be transferred to a hotel in the same group in my city, about 4 hours away. I try to relax as much as possible, but knowing I have a proper Karen on my hands, I only stayed away for about an hour. I got dressed in casual clothes and headed back to the restaurant. What I saw nearly gave me a heart attack, that, 
and the three Red Bulls I've already had at that point, there were easily 60 people flocked in the restaurant. Not the 50 that were paid for. I walk into the kitchen, and the chefs are visibly panicking. They can't keep up with the amount of food that's being needed to replenish the buffet station. Executive chef, op. There are more than 70 people. What is going on? Okay, so I am going to end the story here, as it is already ridiculously long. If this gets enough attention, I will post an update to finish the story with the rest of the night, and also about sour confrontations with the entitled mother, the entitled daughter, and her friend the next morning. Update. I honestly didn't expect this to gain much traction, but who here doesn't love some classic drama? Okay, so after the executive chef was practically pooping her pants, I went to Falm's office with a look that screamed emergency. I told her that there are way too many people here, she calmed me down, I too, can be a drama queen, and grabbed two cigarettes for us to quickly go smoke. Once we were back inside, we went upstairs to the loft area that overlooks the restaurant. We did a walkabout and did a head count each. She counted 72, and I counted 74, but I was absolutely exhausted so I could have been wrong. She counted again, 72. At that point, Falm was so tired of this woman and her antics, calling her a chance taker, that she just burst out laughing. Falm and I went to her office, on our way, looking for Ed so I could discuss the extra attendees. Could not find her at all. It was a themed event and every single person wore white. A sea of fucking snow, almost. I shoot her a text, explaining that we have done a headcount and now the additional buffets need to be rung up on her docket, and she needs to pay the balance so that we can settle it on the point of sale. I finally spotted her through the tinted window between the office and reception, phone ever so gracefully lighting up her face. She squinted, stared at her phone some more, whispered to the person next to her, then called supervisor 2 over to her. Oh boy, here we go. I chat some more with Fom, and supervisor 2 walks in, almost laughing. S2, op, Ed is asking for you. I grin at Fom and she just wishes me luck. I walk over to our lounge area next to reception where Ed is sitting with three other ladies. One of them was wearing a big puffy white dress, similar to a wedding dress. Ah, you must be the guest of honor. Ed, op, I'm stressing about this bill now. I was having such a great night, and now I feel it is just spoiled. I look at her holding the check, a nice, fat $24,000 in bold. I snicker internally to myself. This check was for her drinks and all buffets. Me, ma'am, you informed us that you would be attending with 50 guests. We have to charge you for the food that your guests have eaten. Thank fuck that we always do keep a fair amount of food in the fridge in case of emergency, because we can just suddenly have a party of 20 people wanting to have lunch at the last minute.com walk in. ED, but op, the point of a buffet is that it's all you can eat. The food ran out so quickly. Me, Ma'am, with all due respect, it would run out quicker than expected due to having to cater for over 70 people, instead of 50. We catered for 50 people having at least two and a half portions each. That's an extra 50-odd portion that was unexpectedly needed. This is where the entitled mother finally steps up. M, in her big-ass puffy dress, looking down at me, this is not right. My daughter has paid a lot of money and still, she is treated poorly. Your service staff is disgustingly rude. That lady, Fom, is so rude, and it's just shocking. Ed, yes op, I don't have this kind of money. And with all my money being wasted on the DJ that I could not get here, I will only be able to pay on the 31st, four days after her event. My eyes widen a little at the sudden hostility, as I felt I'd been very respectful and had been trying to resolve this amicably. Me, 
Unfortunately you will have to settle the balance before you leave the premises. Whether that be when you check out tomorrow or leave tonight. We can not allow you off of the property without paying. M huffs and puffs and says something to her daughter in a language that I do not understand, very common language spoken here, but I am part of the minority that doesn't speak it. I speak to Falm and supervisor too that she needs to sign her bill before she leaves the restaurant. I am mentally drained, and I peace out for the night. The next morning, a new day full of opportunities to resolve the bitterness from last night, a new day full of promising drama. I am up early, get dressed, and head for the restaurant. It is super quiet and I make myself the most god-awful cappuccino I have ever made in my life. I get to work, chat with the executive chef, and being typical women, we gossip about the previous night. And always remember, speak of the devil and you shall step on his tail. My office phone rings. It's reception. I giggle as I answer, eager for some drama. But alas, I was not blessed. The security at the main gate gives each guest a slip with a gate code for when they leave. When a guest loses their slip, a senior manager has to escort the guest to the main gate, confirm that the guest has stayed at the hotel, sign their new slip, and off everyone goes. I am lazy as fuck. I refuse to walk the 500 meters or 600 meters way to the main gate, so I go to my hotel room, get my car keys, and drive to the main gate. Oh lord do I start drooling, it's the wine red colored Mustang GT that Falm and I have been eyeing every time we went to smoke. Just pure chef's kiss perfection. Security lets them out, I wish them a pleasant trip and drive back to the hotel. I forgot my cigarettes in my hotel room that morning, so I inform DC that I'm taking my keys back to my room, grabbing my smokes, and then I want to go fucking smoke. It's nearly 10am and I need nicotine. On my way to my room, I pass reception. Oh, God. There's Ed, M, and an entitled friend. An entitled friend spots me, the little white lady that's been so accommodating to our every insufferable need, and snaps her fingers at me, beckoning me over like a mutt. I stick on a smile, just desperate to go smoke. Rather wanting to put a fire out with my face than talking to this piece of work. F, screaming, you need to do something about Fom. She is the rudest person I have ever dealt with. You need to speak to her, and teach her how to treat guests. I calmly raise my hands, asking her to please keep her voice down, and to please explain what happened. She practically spits out a repetition of what she just said. I ask to be excused and slip into Falm's office. She is just smirking. This is what Falm told me happened when I was letting the guest out at the main gate. Receptionist too was helping them finalize payments so that they can check out and just leave to be death eaters elsewhere. Falm hears a slight commotion start up and goes to the front desk to ask if she can be of assistance. M, Ed and F just unleash at her, saying that she must not even speak to them, she's rude and F even dared her to come around to this side of the desk, recording Falm and threatening to post our terrible hotel on Twitter. Falm ignored everything after that and stepped back into her office. We contacted the director of operations for our group and explained the whole story. I actually heard him laugh through the earpiece. Falm grabs Odd's business card, hands it to me, and asks me to give it to them, to email him directly about all their concerns. When I stepped out to hand it to them, explaining that we have spoken to Odd, with a slight smile on my face, F looks defeated at this point. Taking the card, she sets it down on the counter and just walks away. In the beginning, they tried to pay less for more people, got caught, then still brought more people thereafter. Then it turned to excuses like oh no I can't pay, to a flurry of verbal abuse to scare us into dropping the extra charges. After they paid and left, we burst out laughing, wishing, oh so badly, wishing that the hospitality purge thingy could be real. That we get one time a year, that we can pepper spray a guest. 
Parents let my brother steal from me until I got my aunt involved. Story by Holden Position 4. Back when I was still a kid, it was very hard for anything to be exclusively mine. And as my brother got older, he craved money for things above all else. He and I both got allowances. Equal allowances. So that was sorta fair. I say sorta because he didn't have to do chores for him, while I did. But that's in the past now because my brother is now having to do all those chores for nothing. My brother always wanted more money though, whether he spent it or not. He loved having new things. But sometimes he'd just save the money instead. This is odd because you'd think him the kind of kid who'd splurge his savings on the first thing he wants. My brother and I both got allowances of about $25 a month. And I was pretty thankful for it. I usually saved most of my money though. But my brother always wanted more. One day as a teenager I came home to find my room had been ransacked. And the only thing gone was my money. I'd hidden it to try and keep it from my brother, because well, obvious reasons if you readers know what my brother is like by now. I thought I'd hidden it well, but he found it anyway. My mom was home when he did it too, and she acted like she didn't even notice. But there's no way she could not have heard him tearing my room up. I called her out on that during the intervention and she just cried and made excuses about my brother being special, till other family members told her to shut up and own up to it. My room was on the first floor right near the living room. My door was completely in view of the couch. And when I pointed this out back then, my mom just made the but he's special. He's not like you. Excuse for my brother. I said I wanted the money back, and my mom just made more excuses. And my dad did too when he got home later. So yeah, excuses then and now. Back then I did eventually get that money back because I refused to let it go. I heard my brother screaming as they took the money out of his piggy bank and gave it back to me. And they had the most disappointing looks on their faces as I'd just robbed my brother. Even though he'd robbed me. But they couldn't tell me off because I wasn't in the wrong, and they knew it. I don't imagine many kids getting in the kind of situations where they are more right about something than their parents very often. A few months later and the whole situation repeated. My brother ransacked my room again and stole the money I'd hidden, again. At that time my parents didn't want to do anything about it. And basically said that they couldn't bear to see my brother so disappointed from taking his money. I reminded them that the stolen money wasn't his money. And it was really crappy that they were just sitting back and letting that happen. My dad yelled at me to go to my room for saying that. So the next day I rode my bike to my aunt's house and told her everything. She came back home with me and asked my parents if they really let my brother steal from me and did nothing about it. My mom just started whining that my brother is special needs, and she didn't want to make him cry again. And my dad backed her up. My aunt just gave them both that narrow-eyed look and reminded them they have two sons, and my feelings mattered too. And what they were doing was very wrong. And it meant that my brother would never respect boundaries and would think he can always get away with stealing when he gets older. My aunt asked me openly how much my brother took. I started the number, which at the time was everything I had, save for the few bucks in my wallet. My aunt gave my parents an expectant glare. My parents tried making a few more excuses. But my aunt had a counter for each one. Finally, my parents went into my brother's room. And a moment later my brother was screaming. My parents came back with all of the money my brother took, and practically threw it at me for making my brother cry. My aunt then told them off for acting that way when I'd done nothing wrong, and they picked up all of the money they'd thrown at me and gave a pretty forced apology. My aunt said that she'd be severely disappointed in them if they let this situation repeat. And before she left, my aunt offered for me to hide my money at her house in a lockbox she had. I took her up on that and started keeping my savings over there. My brother ended up ransacking my room two more times looking for money. 
but I was keeping every cent I had at my aunt's house. My parents actually asked me where I'd hidden it, and I refused to tell. Then I asked why they wanted to know so badly anyway, and my dad instantly got defensive about it. My mom calmed him down and they didn't ask again. Since he couldn't find my money in my room, my brother figured I must have hidden it somewhere else. So he started tearing the house apart one room after another. And who was made to clean up the mess? Why yours truly of course. My parents started to blame me for the whole situation. But when I asked how I was at fault for not letting my brother steal from me, their only counter was that my brother had special needs. I swear, they used that line with me thousands of times. That was something else I heavily berated my parents for in the family intervention. The final straw came when my brother ransacked our parents' bedroom. My parents had a small suitcase safe that they kept some cash in. And my brother locked himself in their room, then took the whole safe and started bashing it around on stuff to try and get it open because he couldn't find the keys. By the time my parents were able to get the door open by breaking it open, my brother had destroyed the room. And he never got that safe open. He just sat on the floor clutching it and crying about the money inside it. My dad was so angry that he turned red. And they actually started yelling at my brother and grounded him. A very rare sight for me to see back then indeed. Then my parents forced my brother to help clean up the mess. After that my brother never ransacked my or my parents' rooms looking for money again. But he'd still go rooting around every time he got an idea where my savings might be. So I started acting like I was giving hints by repeatedly going into certain places while he was watching. He ransacked the backyard shed, dug a bunch of holes in the yard and under the back porch, and even ransacked the attic. My parents really hit their breaking point with the attic and grounded my brother again. They never figured out I let him on either. My parents did eventually figure out I was keeping my money at my aunt's house. And they didn't argue with my reasoning for doing it. But either my brother overheard, or one of them spilled the beans to him, because the next time we visited my aunt, my brother tried to hunt for the money. But my aunt yelled at him to stop, and my brother would just sit on the floor and cry. This happened a few times and my aunt bluntly stated she'd press charges for any damages if my brother ransacked anything, and also kept a digital camera on hand to record anything if need be. My parents heavily scolded my brother to stop looking for my money. It wasn't his, and he can't have it. Cue more screaming and crying that he wants it like a three-year-old, even though he was seven at the time. Then my brother said he didn't want to go to auntie's house anymore. So my parents visited less. My aunt visited us a lot more than we visited her anyway. I was pretty much able to keep my money away from my brother till after I moved out. He's never managed to steal cash from me again. His classmates at school were another story. He was caught looking through the backpacks of other kids many times. And he was forced to return stolen stuff, and then sent home, where he'd cry to mom and dad, who then tried to have words with the school, who berated them for letting my brother think what he was doing was okay. They had to teach my brother that it's not okay to go through other people's stuff and I actually heard him say but I wanted what they had a few times. This excuse got used again when my brother stole an envelope with birthday money from a cousin during their birthday party. He tried to stuff it in his shirt and walk out with it later. But the cousin noticed it was missing, and I suspected my brother right away and pointed everyone to him. He ended up crying and thrashing when my dad found the envelope hidden in his shirt. We left that party early. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.